Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come tonight, we open our hearts to you and to your word and to your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for those who are here. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I want to open our Bibles tonight to uh, the Gospel of John. John chapter 3. Familiar passage of Scripture, famous kind of famous passage of Scripture. Now there was, in verse 1, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. Interesting, this, this man Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a, a religious man. He wasn't a, a criminal. He wasn't evil. He wasn't wicked. He wasn't perverted. He was doing everything he knew to do to follow every aspect of the law. He was, he was, he was as righteous as he could be. And yet God said to him, to Jesus said to him, you've got to be born again. All you, it, no matter how hard you tried, it doesn't work. You have to be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. You know, this week when I was preparing, I, know I started feeling very, I just had these feelings of gratitude to God for calling, for calling me and my wife, for drawing us into his kingdom and changing us and blessing us the way he has. You know, when, when we were in the Air Force, God had sent us, to, the Air Force had sent us to a school in Montgomery, Alabama. So we're going to be in Montgomery for three weeks. Uh, and so my wife, my wife came with us with the kids because at that time they had a station in, in, the, in the upper peninsula of Michigan, Marquette, Michigan. And man, it was, and they used to joke and say, they called it K.I. Siberia. It was called the K.I. Sawyer Air Force Base, but they called it K.I. Siberia. It was, they said, at KI, you have two seasons. You have winter and 4th of July. That was kind of the joke, you know, because the weather was terrible. So my wife, my wife said, you're not going to Montgomery, Alabama without me in April. I'm not staying up here with the kids. So we packed up. We went down to Montgomery. Well, while we were there, her, her, her brother's wife, our sister-in-law, said, called and said she's coming to visit us and from Texas. And this is, we hardly knew her. Well, I think we'd met her just a couple times. They lived in Texas. We lived elsewhere. We hardly knew this girl. 
and she's coming to visit us in Montgomery. So she gets off the airplane. She says to my wife, I don't even know why I'm here. But while she was there, she, she witnessed to us. She, she tried to get us saved. By, and uh, we laughed at her. We, we told her, you know, you're kidding me. You believe in heaven, that kind of stuff. You know, we were really mean. But one thing happened during that time. She took my wife to a home study, a home Bible study. And my wife heard about this church in Destin next to Fort Walton Beach, Florida, called St. Andrews by the Sea. It was an Episcopal church. She said, it's a great church. So that's where we were going. While we were there, we had to, we had to go down there. That was our next place we had to go. So we went down to Fort Walton Beach, and my wife found this church and got saved, and her whole life changed. And then because of that, a year and a half later, I gave my life to the Lord, and everything was different. Everything was, God was fixing our lives and putting us back together. And, but I, I'm so grateful for that. It's like, God, thank you. Thank you for drawing. You know, the Bible, Jesus said, Jesus said, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. So even our coming to God is not our doing. It's God. And all we have to do is answer the call. But God is so good. And I just, you know, every once in a while, you, I think it helps all of us to just kind of think of the situations. That, what did God do in your life? Did he, did, did he send somebody to witness to you? Did he create certain circumstances? I mean, he worked in all of us in different ways. But just to thank, go back and remember what God did in your life that drew you to him and thank him for it. You know, thank you, God, for what you've done because now I have eternity with you instead of eternal torment. We need to be born again. And that's, that's a hard, sometimes it's very difficult to convince somebody they need to be born again because... There's a lot of people in Christianity that we've met over the years. And sometimes I like to say to them, where are you going to be 100 years from now? And they say, well, I'm going to be, in, I'm going to be, I'm going to be dead. Yeah, but where are you going to be? You're going to be somewhere. They say, well, I'm, I believe I'll be in heaven. So well, how do you, what makes you think that? And they say, well, I'm a good person. That's a standard answer you get from people. I'm a good person. Or they'll say, I'm Catholic. Or I'm Baptist. Or I'm Methodist. Or something. They, they're putting their faith in their religion and putting their faith in what they can do, what they've done. So, well, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I'm honest. I help people. I follow the Ten Commandments. And they don't understand that that is not the way to God. The way to God is through the cross. Jesus said in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It's only through Jesus Christ that we can be made righteous. All man's efforts, is, that's, what, that's what religion, religion says you have to do certain, certain things, make pilgrimages, go to church, pray, do all these different things in order to please God. Well, God wants us to pray, and God wants us to go to church, but that's not the way to salvation. The only way to salvation is through the cross of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 3, the Apostle Paul said, by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. So it's not, it's not the good works that we do. In Isaiah's gospel, it says all our, all our righteous deeds are like filthy rags before God. They don't, they don't, they'll never get us into heaven because salvation is by faith alone in Jesus Christ. It's not what we've done. It's only what he's done. In Galatians, in Galatians chapter 2, 
The Apostle Paul says, in verse 16, Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we, talking about himself and the Jews, Jewish people, even we have, have believed in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. Someone might say, well, I'm not trying to keep the law. Yeah, but you have a, you're, what you're trying to do is earn your way into heaven by, by keeping the Ten Commandments or living right and doing your best. But you cannot earn our way into heaven. It's a gift from God. And then again, the Apostle Paul said in chapter 3 and verse 11, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. It's by the grace of God that we're saved. And not none of ourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of works, the Apostle Paul wrote in, in Ephesians chapter 2. It's not of works, it's, it's by faith alone in Jesus. See, we have a problem. When, we, when Adam sinned, when Adam disobeyed God, rebelled and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin, that was, that was a sin, but sin nature entered into, the, into, into, entered into the human race. And from that time on, everybody that was born of a natural parent, natural mother and a natural father, had that sin nature on the inside. And, you, and, it, and we're born into the kingdom of darkness. In Acts chapter 2, Listen, in Acts chapter 26 and verse 18, the Apostle Paul said, he's, he's giving his testimony before this king, Agrippa. He's saying, this is what God said to him after he'd been knocked off his horse. He says, I'm rescuing, God said to him, I'm rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you. The Apostle Paul was basically sent to the Gentiles. The Apostle Peter was basically sent to the Jews. But I'm rescuing you from the Gentiles who I'm sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God. That's a, to me, that's an amazing statement. It says that when, they, when someone gets saved, they're turning from the dominion of Satan to God. And you talk to people and they say, you tell them, if you try to convince them that they're in the dominion of Satan, they get mad because they think anyone who's in the dominion of Satan is demon-possessed. And you're accusing me of being demon-possessed? No, I'm just telling you that everyone is born into that kingdom. That's why Jesus had to be born of a natural mother but not a natural father. He's, he, was, he could be born of a woman, but he had to have a, a sinless father to be born sinless because everyone who's born of a natural father has that sin nature. And, it's, it's, and we, when we grow, when we get older, we will sin. So we need to be made righteous by the blood of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, Jesus came to, Jesus came to earth. He lived a sinless life. He deserved to go to heaven. But instead, he went to the cross for you and I. Took our sin upon himself and died in our place that we might live with him forever. You know, several years ago, 
I heard Derek Prince share a testimony. He said, this is many years, several years ago now, he said it, was, it happened to be Good Friday. And on, good, on that particular Good Friday, so I was just spending some time praying, and God kind of brought before my imagination the three crosses on the hill. You know, sometimes you see a picture of the three crosses like on a hill, and the, the cross in the middle was a little bit more, uh, it's a little bigger, it's a little, it, it was like being emphasized. And he looked at that cross, and he said, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, whose cross is that? The one in the middle. And the, the immediate answer that we think of is that's Jesus' cross. He said, but I felt the Holy Spirit kind of give me a check and say, be careful how you answer. So I thought about it for a minute, and I said, that's Barabbas' cross. Remember Barabbas was a thief that got set free instead of Jesus? So that cross was meant for, that cross was not made for Jesus. That cross was made for Barabbas. It was Barabbas who was supposed to die there, not, not Jesus. I said, so he said to the Holy Spirit, it's Barabbas' cross. The Holy Spirit said, that's right. But Jesus took his place, didn't he? He said, that's right, he did. He said, but I thought Jesus took your place. He said, that's right, he did. And the Holy Spirit, then you're Barabbas. You're the one that deserves to be on this cross, but Jesus took your place. And because of that, you'll live forever with him in heaven. But I tell you, that's the best news anybody ever heard. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, the Bible says that he made him, God the Father, made Jesus. God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be made sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds we're healed. And in, in, in that famous chapter in Isaiah chapter 50, 53, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. Jesus paid the price. He died in our place for, our, for us to be forgiven. And not just to be forgiven, but to be given a new spirit. And that's the key. See, the Bible says in Colossians when we get born again, we're translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. So God, God doesn't want to just forgive us. He does forgive us, but he wants to give us a new spirit because you can't go to heaven with your old spirit. In 2 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled to himself through, G, through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The righteousness is a gift from God. God considers us righteous. He treats us as if we never sinned because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 7. I just want to share, I wanted to share this scripture with you. The Apostle Paul said, talking about the law, he says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. 
for I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said you shall not covet. But sin, to talk about the sin nature, but sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. And let's just listen to the scripture. For I was alive once apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. What's he talking about? Sometimes when you, when you see the word alive, you have to discern whether he's talking about physical life or spiritual life. When you see the word dead, you've got to discern whether he's talking about spiritually dead, separated from God, or physically dead. In this scripture, he's talking about spiritual life and spiritual death. He said, I was alive once apart from the law. When was Paul alive apart from the law? When he was a baby, before he understood the law, before he had any knowledge of sin. But he said, but when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. When the commandment came, when he, when he understood right and wrong, he by nature, because, he's a sin, because, he has that, because he had that sin nature, he committed a sin and he, and he died spiritually. He was separated from God. And that happens to every one of us. I heard somebody one time say, we don't have sin nature because we sin. We sin because we have sin nature. It's, it's part of us. It's like the Bible says, a, a good tree produces good fruit, a bad tree produces bad fruit. You can't, if you, if you, if you still have your sin nature, you, there's nothing you can do to save yourself. But you have to give it to God and you have to surrender to him and do it his way. And how, how, does you, how do you apply the blood to your own life? The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you have to ask Jesus to come into your heart. I know you've done that, but, I'm, but maybe somebody who's watching me hasn't. And they, 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 they think they're a good person. They think they'll go to heaven. But you cannot get to heaven on your own. And that's so important. That's why I'm so grateful to God. Because it was nothing that I did. He did it for me. He, he blessed me. My wife got saved. I got saved. Our kids are walking with God. I'm the happiest man in the world. And I bless God every day for, for what he's done in our lives. And, and he'll do the same for everyone who wants to walk after him with all their heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, I'm so grateful tonight for your salvation. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for shedding your blood for us. Fallen man who didn't want anything to do with you, but you came and you gave yourself freely that we might live with you forever. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us. Thank you, Lord, that you've separated us, that you've translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you that when we leave this earth, we'll spend eternity with you in heaven because of your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry, and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.